I did feel last year like I needed to shed that whole skin. And that was why I shed the old podcast. I mean, thankfully, we kept it running. But, you know, like there was this need to break out of that and to create something new. And I went too far. (laughs) Like that was one of the things I realized. Welcome back to The Feminine Lens and Women in the Business Arena. We're actually doing a crossover event between my two podcasts, and I'm blessed today to have my amazing co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, Sonia. This is an exciting time, a crossover, a hybrid, an integration, if you will. (laughs) Yes, and that's partly what we're here to announce, which is that we are merging my two podcasts. So for all of you who haven't listened to one or the other, I have a podcast called Women in the Business Arena, which Laura and I have been doing for the last four years consistently. We're pretty amazing. And we launched a new podcast, or I launched a new podcast called The Feminine Lens in November, and I've been running that as well. And so I wanted to take today to kind of share with you all the changes that are coming as I merge these two podcasts and what that will look like. But I also want to frame it around some of the insights I've had about myself and I think about women in general, right? Part of my shifting into creating a new podcast was really about over-delivering, right? And I think that's a common challenge that many women have where we over-deliver, where we try to do so much, where we try to give more instead of simplifying. And I mean, this is completely my lane, right? I talk about simplifying all the time, and yet it's so easy to get triggered into delivering more. What do you think, Laura? Yes, yes. I really appreciate that we're taking a behind the veil um, angle at this, right? Is to be really transparent about what can happen when we do notice ourselves over-functioning or getting overextended, going beyond our bandwidth. And it does happen to me often. And it's actually been something top of mind in my own life as of late of being really aware of, of where my ambition goes and then where my needs around work-life balance and really kind of understanding how to honor both of them, you know, to pursue the things I'm excited about, to be careful that I'm not taking on things that detract from the core values I have, which is a lot of downtime, a work ethic that's rooted in rest and recovery. And I can't do that if I'm over, 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 over doing it. 100%. (laughs) And you know, and what's so funny is that, and I, I talk to my clients a lot about this as well. You know, sometimes we think that like after decades of doing this work or decades of being in business or decades of like promoting rest and recovery and actually practicing it a lot, that we are immune from slipping in to those defaults, right? Slipping into the indoctrination that we're taught in every business arena and every place in the world, but we are not, right? Like 
I will recover quickly sometimes or sometimes not so quickly, but I still fall into default. And I think this is that transparency that's so important that we have in business. Whereas, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I don't even like the word expert, right? I'm good at what I do. I have lots of data. I have lots of experience, but I still fall into traps. I still fall into the default. I still hit mindset blocks. And that is the case when you're operating a business. It's so true. I mean, and I'm just curious if you don't mind sharing, you know, what was it that was going on in for you, you know, when you decided to do more when you decided (laughs) that, oh, it needs its own container. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's so funny because I have this pattern of really liking clean sheets of paper, right? Like, you know, this is a good sort of metaphor for me. I like empty blank sheets of paper. I love to create. And so, you know, sometimes when I get into creation mode, I just want to create from a clean slate. And that's great. And nothing's wrong with that. But sometimes it's not strategic, right? Sometimes it creates more work for yourself than you actually need. And that was really what happened to me. I mean, last year, I made a pivot in my branding. I shifted my branding. I shifted my website. I shifted my programs. Like I really did a lot of thinking last year in 2020. And it really caused me to shift what I was creating. And so, you know, kind of that impetus in me is like, just create from scratch, just burn everything down, right? But the truth was, you know, even my pivot in my business wasn't really burning anything to the ground. Like my programs still offer the work that I've been doing with clients for decades. So it's not like, I had to completely create something from scratch, but there's this part of me sometimes that always, you know, that can just click in and want to deliver more. And that's really what happened. And so when I created the whole new brand, there were two areas that I really kind of went over the top. One is instead of looking at the old podcast, which was really successful and doing really well, right? And saying, ooh, let's just evolve this podcast. I was like, let's just create a new podcast. And then the other area I really did that in as well was my email list. I really wanted to create something fresh and new with my email system. And so it was like, I'm going to offer what I called the weekly five, right? Which is like five amazing like snippets of articles that you can click into and go read, right? You know, five things every week. (laughs) Like talk about piling, you know, time and energy on. And it's just been a great awakening to stop myself and recognize that actually the two podcasts and the weekly five, those were things that actually added a lot more work to my plate and they didn't make me feel good, right? They, they were over delivering, over functioning, trying to really give more value, trying to give more to people. And so it was a good stop where I actually said to myself, is this serving me? And, you know, if it's not serving me, it's also not serving my clients. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, Sonia, I just love your honesty and your transparency because we can in real time workshop this together with our listeners, because I'm sure so many that are listening are nodding their heads. I've been there, done that. And actually, even just your language around, like, I could have chosen 
to just stick with the old podcast, right? There's that narrative where you're like, oh, it's already been done, right? It's like something that it's not the new piece of paper. It's not the new piece of paper. And so that realization that that is a driving pattern of like being the visionary and creating that new fresh sheet and that new blank canvas and how exciting that is. However, it also takes creation energy, which is different than pivot energy or repurpose energy. And psychologically, I think it's really fascinating because what you did though, we see a lot in our healing work as well. If I can just draw the parallel for a moment about the psychology of business is that this is kind of what happens in identity formation, that we have different parts of ourselves when we're trying to further our consciousness and our sense of self, we can often realize that there's these different parts of ourselves. And so there's sometimes a a strong functioning in one area, like, oh, I am this identity and this part. And then over here, oh, I've got to do, wait, that's completely unrelated to this other part of me. And I want this clean slate, or I want this other way to, (laughs) to be able to further that identity, if you will. What happens is that those different identities at some point will start to conflict with each other or will start to kind of, you know, have some sort of relationship and it becomes conscious, more aware to the individual to be like, are these serving and supporting each other or are they detracting and taking away? And so often before we can integrate something, they have separate individual identities. They can have different personalities within self, you know, and there's a whole framework in psychology that I love that um, Dr. Richard Schwartz taught teaches called internal family systems. So if you're interested in this, you can kind of go research that, but it's this idea that we're made of multiple, we have multiple parts in us because of all these different experiences that we've had. And as we become more integrated, we actually free up more self energy to give to our purpose. But like what you just went through then was just like, as I say to my clients, sometimes it's just as it needed to be, right? Just as it needed to be, even if it was a little painful or like, (laughs) oh, I'm so exhausted. You needed to feel both identities before you could then start on integrating. What is this new consciousness you want to bring forward in the podcast? Where's the new message, the new voice? How do you and I both evolve and shift in that moment? You didn't feel like those things could emerge within the old container. So you created a new one and then now you see it as it like starts to integrate. That is like, that rings so true on multiple levels, Laura. Like not only you know, just in the fact that I had these two identities. But one of the things I was really wrestling with is my role or my identity as a business coach, right? Because I feel like I'm so much more than a business coach, right? I it, Yes, I do work with businesses, but it's the internal work and it's the mindset work and it's the, you know, it is the spiritual work and it's the leadership work, like all that is my jam. And I felt constricted in the business coach label. 
And so the reason I pivoted my business in the first place was because I wanted to shed that label. I want to be more than a business coach. I want to refocus my lens on worthiness and worthy work and internal work. And yes, I still do business structures, but they're un- they're like with that lens of that worthy work. And so I did feel last year like I needed to shed that whole skin. And that was why I shed the old podcast. I mean, thankfully we kept it running, but you know, like there was this, this need to break out of that and to create something new. And I went too far. (laughs) Like that was one of the things I realized, (laughs) you know, I went too far. I, I want to teach about the feminine, which is really important to me. And I thought that I wanted to shed more of the business, but I like the business stuff. I just like it through my leadership feminine, you know, worthiness lens. And so that was such a realization that after I kind of shed all of that identity, I actually realized that the new identity was too much, right? Like too far removed from what I still wanted to do from my work. And now I feel like absolutely 100% in my consciousness, I am realigning both of those parts of myself, the leadership and the mindset work and the worthiness and the business side. And so it's really interesting that, you know, I'm just really realizing that that is absolutely the case of why now it's time to merge the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, because your identity as a business coach and also as a visionary and a teacher and a guide has been more integrated. And, you know, look at that. Sometimes we do create these separate parts and we embody different aspects of ourselves because we need to feel them in their own right. Like you need to step fully into one identity to get a sense, like, what does this feel like? Who am I here? What do I need here? What's the purpose? What role does this serve? And then you kind of have to stop and step into another one and get this full sense of that one. And then that helps you start to evolve your identity to realize, oh, I can exist in this space and in this space. So I release kind of whatever containers are no longer serving me and step into more integration, which what I love here is that the more we step into integration, as as soon as we become more aware of these separate parts, we actually do reclaim energy. Like you're not only like, oh, I'm taking back time, but you're taking back energetic time for yourself to really bring forth the vision that you see, like how you want to work in the world, how you want to be in the world. Like it's going to be, so hold on listeners, because it's going (laughs) to be even more amazing as moving forward, you know, this podcast will be in a container that has matured and has evolved and it's going to be ready to hold all of those different pieces. Yes. Yes. I love it. And logistically, here is what's going to change. The Feminine Lens is going to be a season one podcast and only one season. So the Feminine Lens will still exist. It will still be here. All the amazing episodes that we covered will still exist. But we're actually going to move back to women in the business arena and we're going to evolve it. 
So Women in the Business Arena will be the podcast that we deliver going forward in the future. It is going to bring all the juicy pieces of the feminine lens. So we will have guests. We will have panels. I will do solo. I will be with Laura. So we will have this really diversity of kinds of topics and episode you know, kind of structures. And in addition to that, we're going to move to seasons. So rather than doing a weekly podcast every week for infinity, which we've done in the past, and was probably a little bit of over delivering just a little bit. uh, We're going to actually do seasons where we have 12 to 16 episodes at a time. And in our season, and we're going to make it an overall amazing topic so that we dive really deep for those 12 to 16 episodes. So things like worthiness, things like business growth, right? These sort of really big topics. But when you look through that lens, it really focuses all the energy and all the information, all the ways that we can share conversations with you. So if you are listening to The Feminine Lens and have never listened to Women in the Business Arena, you're going to want to find Women in the Business Arena and make sure you subscribe to it because we are going to have episodes through April, but we're going to take a break in May and we're going to launch a new season on Women in the Business Arena on June 8th. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. But I think I just wanted to share with you the logistics so that you make sure you don't miss us. Mm-hmm. Some exciting things. Yes. And I'm sure we'll, there'll be some reminders um, going out in different fashions if you're following yes. um, Sonia online. And then I'm excited because I think it does bring um, the juiciness of the feminine lens. Like I loved your guests. I loved um, deep diving you and I a little bit more on the psychology, you know, bringing yes. me in on those topics really allowed me to go into deeper places with that. And I've loved that, you know, I could kind of nerd out on that all day long. So I think that it's going to be really neat to see those different pieces that are, that people have loved about both of these podcasts and then putting it into one. And um, I'm also just, you know, excited myself to see where's this going to take you and I, because we've had this whole, like you said, like, four years um, of women in the business arena. And now it's like being infused with all this juiciness and goodness um, and moving forward in the next evolution. So yeah, it feels very exciting. And, you know, I love, uh, and I think, I mean, there's so many things I could pull out of this threads, right. That I think is really important to all of our listeners as well. And one is don't be afraid to pivot, merge, change, go backwards if necessary. Right. Like don't be afraid that, you know, you can't make those changes because you, you've formed an identity or you're a certain kind of expert or like I've been very transparent about my over-delivering and very transparent about the mistakes I've made, right? And the ways I need to pivot again, right? So my poor email list, like I, I had an email list. I said, hey, we're doing the weekly five now. A few months later, hey, we're not doing the weekly five anymore. We're going to do Worthy Love Notes, which is my new email Aww, list, you know. I love that. Oh, they're so beautiful. That's a whole nother thing. But I think, you know, we can't be afraid to shift and pivot and and realign, 
right? And also refine. That was the other thing. Like, we're going to be refining this podcast, which is amazing. I mean, we have a lot of experience now running podcasts, so we can only make it better. But I think, Laura, as well, like, your place on this podcast is really refined and awesome as well because you're our resident mental health person, right? You're our resident therapist. You're our resident mindset coach, right? Like you bring such a powerful message to this podcast. And, you know, not that I don't love just having plain conversations with you because they're always amazing, but I love the expertise and the, the wisdom that you bring in your real area of expertise. Thank you. Thank you. I do love it. And I love that reminder to our listeners that this does demonstrate like being able to, to follow these threads and unpack it, if you will, and, and be really transparent right now, hopefully is illustrating that for everyone who's been in that place of, oh, I thought that I was going to be doing this. And then now I need to change direction and afraid that they couldn't afraid that they couldn't back up afraid that they couldn't rewind or just, you know, realign, like you said. And I think that, you know, we, Sonia and I talked before we got on this call and started recording just how fast everything is accelerating. And then it's not just her and I that we've heard lots of really, um, you know, really valuable minds on this subject that have talked about consciousness shifting and how quickly we're cycling through awareness right now. And so if you feel like you had created something in January and now it's already, you're creating it all over again, or it's, (laughs) it's pivoting or it's morphing into something new to really be compassionate and really be open to letting it, letting it morph, letting it shift because you're literally changing your awareness, your sentient being, your entire self is changing right now, most likely more quickly than you can execute on your ideas. (laughs) This is like speaking to my life right now, right? I mean, you know, I've been talking to my team because I make because I'm a visionary, you know, like I make clear decisions and I decide here's what we're going to do. And then we start to execute. And then guess what? Something new comes in and it's like, okay, forget all that execution. Now we're going to execute this. And, you know, thankfully, you know, my my manager and my team is like, okay, Sonia, (laughs) whatever you say. But, you know, I think it really is. There is something happening that is moving us in such a fast way. And I think whereas before we used to try to control that, right? Like, you know, the masculine lens that we look through so often, you know, it tells us you have to complete what you decide. You have to complete what direction you're doing, right? That's the very masculine energy. And nothing's wrong with that. We do want to complete things. That's beautiful. And Sometimes when the feminine energy moves, it means that we have to let go of the desire to complete or the need to have the end point because now the direction has changed. And if we allow that direction to change, if we're open to the energy moving, we're going to create in such a profound level. And this is what I know is happening within my business is that the more I step out of the way of the energy that's moving, which is far bigger than me the more I can feel something powerful coming in. But if I step in the way, if I keep saying, nope, I got to finish, I got to execute on this before I can change the next thing, then that's not going to work. 
Yeah. Oh, I am in a hundred percent agreement. And I'm glad that you named the difference between the masculine and the feminine energy in this, in this context, because I was thinking about that the other day is no wonder we're craving more of the feminine and we see more feminine leadership and we see, you know, concepts being introduced in a world such as like, you know, care work is infrastructure politically. I'm going to talk a little bit just for a moment. Like that is really big language. People like to, to talk about that as a whole new way of looking at the way that we value people for the work they contribute, the way we look at systems and the masculine is very linear and it's very specific. And it's um, like you said, kind of has a, you know, an execution deadline and I think that has served humans for a long time and the factory model and everything we had to do to recover from the war, world wars, there was a need to just mobilize people in, in very systemic structures in the beginning and an end. Yet now that time is passing. <laughs> yes, it is. And the feminine leadership styles serves when there's less precision. It serves when there is less tangibility. It serves when there is more of a acceptance of the fluidity of things. Yes. And I mean, in every area we are experiencing fluidity, right? Like there's gender fluidity. There is life fluidity. There's political fluidity. There is like coronavirus fluidity. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of things that we are having to deal with that we never had to deal with before. And whereas so many people are still clinging on to the idea that we'll somehow get back to normal, I have accepted that this is the new normal. Not to say we won't get back to our families and get back to hugging, I'm really ready for all that. But we, we won't go back to slowness in the same way that we were before. I truly believe that. Like we are accelerated and life will keep throwing things at us and things are breaking down, which is fantastic, right? Things that don't serve us are breaking down. And we have to be able to, to be fluid and to move with what's surfacing. And if we stay stuck in it, if we stay like concrete and what we're creating, well, in business, that's not going to work anymore, right? We really have to be fluid in business. And you could see that last year in 2020. The businesses that could pivot, the businesses that were fluid, the businesses that were willing to move and let the energy move them, they made it through that time period. The businesses that were stuck and really attached to staying the same, well, they couldn't keep surviving during all those changes. So there is such a benefit in allowing the energy to move us and not being so stuck in, you know, what we have said we do, right? And, and, you know, just on a very contextual, practical level, I get this argument a lot with some of my clients when I work with them. They'll put out something like, here's the course I'm running, or here's the membership, or here's the new offer. And then when it doesn't work or it doesn't feel right, they, they're like, well, I can't put out a new offer. I just did it. I just did it two months ago. Or I just did it last month. I'm like, you tested something, it didn't work. Of course, you can put out a new offer. There'll be people who want your new offer, right? Like, you know, there is this fear we have of changing, of shifting, of allowing something new. But this is the new paradigm that we need to move to. And I promise you from direct experience, not only with myself, but with all my clients, when you allow the energy to move, that's when you create big. I love it. 
I love embracing that the new normal is about non-dualism. Yeah. <laughs> the new normal is there's no normal. There's no right or wrong. Um, yes. That it is this um, fluidity. There's this spectrum of understanding and of being in the world. And, and what you've just experienced and what we've just talked about regarding the podcast are just examples of how it's okay to rewind. It's okay to back up for a little bit and reflect and reposition. And it reminds me, I'll just end on my own personal note. This is exciting to realize that I've recently done this with my company, Women Who Co-Work, because we had this initiative that we launched a year ago, maybe prior to COVID. And it just didn't really, we never, it didn't feel right. And it just wouldn't come to fruition. And so then my business partner and I came back to the, you know, to the table and we're just like, what can we do differently? And we realized, oh, we're trying to spearhead this initiative and it is a collaboration and it's not to be created by us alone. So our new call out is, hey, community, come help us co-create. And of course, we had people that said, wait, isn't this the da 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 da? You know, isn't this the thing that you already did? Because you're going to have some people that recognize it. And then you just explain what you did to all the listeners and what we did, which was saying, you know what? We went at that in an angle that wasn't right. <laughs> so we acknowledge that. It just, it didn't land. It wasn't quite right. So we are reinitiating, reemerging with a new intention that we hope is more informed, more spacious, yes. more encompassing. And so let's move forward from these spaces and allow that integration to happen this rapidly without judgment. Let's suspend the judgment and just step into the new awareness, into the new space that we're all wanting to inhabit. Because I believe that you can't go wrong when you step into that level of expansion. Yes. And, you know, I would like to highlight as well that it doesn't have to be either or, right? This is like the black and white that we're going to let go of, right? Moving oh, into the we're going to let it go. Right? That's right. Because I think sometimes we think we either have to stay stuck, right? And not change for fear of what that might do or what we might look like if we change. And then sometimes we go too far, <laughs> like in my case, and we think we just have to burn it all to the ground and start from, from scratch, right? You actually don't have to go to either of those positions. You can feel what isn't working and you can just realign that. You can still have a container. Either you can evolve the container or maybe the container's already evolved and you need to evolve yourself within the container, right? So, you know, just... Yeah, right. So I think, you know, just really uh, let our experiences be supportive for your, you know, business and life so that you can start to really decide where do you need to evolve? What feels right and doesn't feel right? How can you allow more of what's moving you to come in? How can you allow more of what's moving you to come in? I love that. All right. So we should wrap up for today. So just to reiterate, we will be keeping the feminine lens and keeping women in the business arena, but we will start a new season on women in the business arena in June. We'll take a little hiatus, but we have so many juicy and amazing episodes. I mean, Laura and I have done 201 <laughs> 
episodes. So there is juicy stuff for years back. So be sure to listen to Women in the Business Arena while we're on hiatus and you are going to love the new season that we launch in June. So thank you, Laura, for being here with me to announce this and to unpack all of this amazing, juicy information. Absolutely. All right. My pleasure. We'll see you all later. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Women in the Business Arena. We're excited to announce that Women in the Business Arena will be back with even more episodes. We're taking a short break, but we'll be back June 8th with a new look, a new focus, and even more amazing topics. In the meantime, be sure to listen to some of our older episodes you missed. If you love what we explore here on this podcast, then you're going to want to check out my group, The Worthy Women Collective. And if you need to have a weekly reminder of how worthy you are, check out my Worthy Love Notes. You can find this and more at sonyastatman.com. Have a beautiful day and thank you for being such a beautiful part of my community.